Welcome to the John DePietro Show on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. News Talk WNRI. Good afternoon at 12.06. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Yes, this is, this will serve as the noon report. Yes, behind me, the Den of Thieves. Um, and yes, this is Tuesday anniversary of the Station Nightclub fire. I'll touch on that. I'll touch on that. I know a lot about it. Um, I was on scene. This was before we had the ability to live stream. Uh, you can only imagine now what that would have been. But um, I certainly know a, I, I know as much about that story. I'll, I'll put myself in the 1%. I know more about that story. I started covering it from the very beginning. And then we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, and then good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. This has become the international report because, and I shared this with the moderators, the ability of the Facebook live stream. So it is my belief that you have to find ways to reach people. A lot, not everyone does that. A lot of people just sit back and say, "Okay, I have my platform." Uh, they fraudulently let me behind this microphone, blah, blah, blah. And they just depend on the strength of um, the signal and so forth. Where I mean, I believe you have to go to where the people are. I believe everything is now switching more into the phone. As I tell people, when's the last time you rushed home to watch something on television? People are not watching television as much. They're just not. The one, there's nothing good on to watch, let alone now we have to wait for the NFL season again. And number two, because of the ability of streaming and specifically live streaming, more people um, find that it's better content. So it's all how you spend your time, right? Now, last night, okay, wasn't the most exciting. Actually, you know, I, I can't believe, we, I'll have to go a little bit later next time because we, we missed it. There, there was an incident, not a huge incident, but there's definitely a party, someone had a handgun. Would have been a great visual. Um, it, it's just, you know, we roll the dice with it sometimes. But, but as I tell people, anyone that spent 30 minutes longer watching last night or when we are out many of these things, what are they not doing? They're not watching television, and they're not a lot of other devices. So it's just the way it's evolving. So I want to let's obviously let's stay on schedule here, Juan. But good afternoon to everybody tuning in on FB Live. This portion of the program, folks, I really want to support this company, local business, JMB Plumbing. They're fantastic. Danielle, Jim, call them 401-743-9153. Sponsors of the program. They re, they'll re, did you say damaged water pipes? They, they can handle that. Did you say you need your pipeline that it's clogged? Okay, that's two for two. You need to replace a water heater? I, I know a guy, JMB Plumbing, Plumbing Repair and Service. What I like about them is they're growing. It's a family business. They want to be successful. They're not like some of these other companies that sit back that say we'll get there when we get there. If you have an emergency, JMB Plumbing. I like companies that are hungry to grow. And they're located right here locally, 401-743-9153. It would be helpful if I shared their Facebook page. I do. And I do that as a reference where something goes wrong. You say, you know, Juan mentioned 
He knows the plumber, JMB Plumbing, Plumbing Repair and Service, 401-743-9153. Now, uh, check out the website, dipetro.com, brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Let me tell you about the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. They, they are a, a very large uh, size restaurant. The owner, they are just terrific. They're wonderful people. I like to support local businesses. They're not a chain. They are a perfect place for a collation. What's a collation? Okay, for instance, I'm going to mention you have the funeral, and then people go to, you know, the cemetery, what have you. Then what? Then everyone wants to go to a luncheon. The Kwisit Inn, they can handle 100 people. They can handle 150 people. They could handle 200 people. The Kwisit Inn, perfect spot. You need a big place. There are some very good restaurants, but they don't have... Room certainly not, you know, at that time of the day when you have how to have the collation, which is the meal, the luncheon after the funeral. You want to have that at a place where you can have everyone together. The Coincident can do that. Two twenty six Coincident Avenue Westwork. There's a link, link on the website to dot com. I also want to point out a lot of people don't know this, but. The station nightclub was right was right across the street from the coincident. Um, now it's the memorial, you know, park. So when that happened, the coincident they were up all night. They were closing up, and then, you know, the place that served as triage, and that's where, you know, the state police were in there. That. That was ground zero, the Kuisit Inn. I, I just think so highly of them. They jumped into action. Um, I mean, I can remember being right outside of there, covering the press conference of Attorney General Patrick Lynch, covering the press conference of the um, Governor Kachiri at the time, everything. But my point is the Kuisit Inn, you want to talk about above and beyond they didn't turn anyone away. All so many people that were injured and so forth just went piling in there and food and drinks and trying to give them ice and first responders. They were just really amazing. And um, and I would hope if anyone is going to go by the Station Nightclub uh, Fire Memorial today, you would pop in there and um, maybe buy a gift certificate or maybe just have a snack or drink or lunch. They're terrific. They're open seven days a week, the coincident. Now, this, I did post something earlier, and I have heard from the family of little Santiago, who is being laid to rest as we speak, his funeral. So I did post, folks, say a prayer. So many of you reached out. I'll tell you what I find of the reason you see behind me the den of thieves is it's it's my understanding. So for those, you know, not everyone followed the story. I don't think the news has covered as much. I understand people come here for the updates, and that's fine. I don't mind providing that. It was not this Sunday. It was Super Bowl Sunday where that little boy, one years old, you think how young we have the, the videos up trying to recognize him, say that his life was significant and kind of pay tribute to his little life. But... It's so disturbing to think about. You have a one-year-old child on a Sunday morning and was essentially, according to the authorities, he was strangled to death by his own father. And by the way, the father, as much as admitted it to the police, 
So the father is being held at the ACI. He's illegal. The mother and whatever, this weird dynamic where there were the four of them living in this apartment, they were down at the laundromat. They were initially charged with child endangerment. And then they were um, let, they were out on bail, but the authorities were watching them. I told you from the beginning there were immigration questions here. The rest of the media won't cover that. They don't cover immigration stuff. It doesn't fit their narrative. No, no, they don't, they don't want to cover that. They won't even mention that the, the guy that the police are looking for in Cranston is clearly illegal. Folks, let me just also, I just want to explain something to you. And I do this sometimes so you can have the ammunition to fight. If you're an adult in Rhode Island and you don't speak English, you're, you're, you're here illegally because you can't, you can't be in school up until age 16 if you can't speak English. So there were the, the progressives and the defenders try to say, well, maybe they just speak Spanish in the home. That, that's ridiculous. If you have an adult, now also if you're an adult and you don't speak English, then you, then you, you also fail with the citizenship test. So some people try to say, so what? So the person doesn't speak English. Well, that's a telltale sign that they come from a foreign climate. But what I find inexcusable, so the three women that were going to make up, can you imagine today if they had gotten away, if ICE had jumped into, had not jumped into action on Saturday afternoon when we broke the story, and it's all there, plus video on DePetro.com. If ICE had not jumped into action, the mother today as the funeral's going on, would have been in Florida, hiding from the authorities. These people are so twisted. Instead, they're at the Wyatt Detention Center. I haven't seen any other media outlet report that. But but I'm not surprised, and I'll tell you why. So those of you that are watching on Facebook Live, the noon report, you see behind me the den of thieves. That's Third Island Capital. Here's the part that I find inexcusable. Several different individuals now have told me that I, I don't know if it was because of this program, of their own volition, whatever it may be. But various people have told me that separately, different people who don't even know each other have asked both Governor McGreed, Governor McKee, who says that Biden is the greatest U.S. president of his lifetime. <laughs> we have a funny meme on that on Instagram. And Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. So different people who don't even know each other both asked at different, wherever they came up, I won't say where they were able to ask them, but asked the governor and lieutenant governor, and neither one of them had any idea what they were talking about. That's what I find so reprehensible because when we talk about news, and I try to explain that to people. Some not everyone understands what news is, by the way. I can't stand the people who say, so what? Like that type of thing. You know, the old adage on news is dog bites man, that's not news. Man bites dog, that is news. News is something out of the ordinary. And just remember that. Whenever you hear people say, so what? Like so what? You know, people die every day and blah blah blah. Um you know, it's not 
It doesn't make the news if there is a minor fender bender and there are no injuries. Why is that? Because it's so common. It's so common that it's actually not news. You know, the other example is you don't see the, you know, the planes are landing on time at, at the airport. Okay, that's, that's really not news. It's also actually not happening. Most times they're delayed. But my point is what would be news would be a plane crashes at the airport or some kind of an engine trouble, emergency landing, something out of the ordinary. So what my I would argue is I'm not saying that, you know, some of the defenders of McKee and Matos, the twins of deception, probably the worst one-two punch really that the state has ever seen. That's the level we're at. Governor McKee, he's not he's not one of the worst governors we've ever had. He he's he's making Chafee look like a statesman for crying out loud. Um but but to not even know about it, what does that tell you? That tells you that they feel that it's not important. And when a one-year-old in Pawtucket is strangled by his own father and the mother was at the laundromat, they finish the laundry, fold the clothes, then go home, which is still inconceivable. I'm not saying he needs to know about everything, but I, I find that really reprehensible. And I think it's also a symptom of, I I constantly hear that the people around Governor McKee are just pretty pathetic. And it's tough to argue against. But when you have someone like McKee, who's so insecure, who's so thin-skinned, who's completely in over his head, that sold the state completely down the river, in order to be elected governor. He shouldn't have been elected governor. As a matter of fact, he actually wasn't elected governor. They cheated. They absolutely cheated and stole the election. Helena Folks won day of voting. McKee with his promising of the soccer stadium and these other ridiculous projects, the unions and organized labor, they they were able to manipulate the early voting and then they ballot harvest for the mail ballots. But to me, the person that wins day of voting should really be the person that takes the office. And Rhode Island, we don't do that because they want to manipulate the results. But that's the part that I find inexcusable, that he had no idea about the story. I, I think it's a, you know, if you hear when we have Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on, our constant discussion is the debate, I should say, is, is McKee the ones incompetent or is it the people around him? And I think you just have to step back. And if I describe Rhode Island Governor, former Cumberland Mayor, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee to you, um, number one, best friends with Pork Boy. Number two, could have selected anyone to be his Lieutenant Governor. Selected Sabina Matos, incompetent. Her only management experience was assistant manager at the Dollar Tree on Branch Avenue. And number three, he feels that Biden is the greatest president of his lifetime. I, I would just argue that 
you know, if this were a court of law, it's like no further questions, your witness. What what more? What other proof would you need? And he's looking for someone to blame with the bridge and this whole nonsense of the coach foolishness. And he's running around. Never forget that, that when Governor McKee learned, supposedly, although I don't believe that, he knew the Army-Navy game. Um, but that, according to him, when he he didn't know that Peter Alvini was going on television until he saw him on TV. What does that tell you? And then McKee says, oh, that's interesting. The state's closing 195. Again, as if he's like a passerby or in the stands. He's like, oh, that's interesting. I wish I had known that. Good thing I don't have to go that way. I just go up 146. Whew. We dodged a bullet on that one. I wouldn't want to be late for the card game. But he left the state house and went to the Hope High School basketball practice. I mean, it's, he is sending out every possible signal that he just, he doesn't want to be the governor. And he, he doesn't understand what it encompasses. You know, for Governor McKee to say, tell the ACI, no, release that guy. Governor, he, he's an illegal from Guatemala. It's, it's felony child molestation. He, he did something to, you know, there was penetration with a very young child. ICE wants him held. And McKee says, no, we don't, we don't cooperate with ICE. No, we don't hold, no, we don't listen to them. No, release him. I, I, I mean, that, uh, that is just another level of, of sheer incompetence. That's also, you see the pattern that children are constantly in danger with a McKee administration. But when you have Pork Boy and the Naked Fat Coach in North Kingstown laughing, Right, laughing that young guys, young boys, really, 13, 14 years old, have to strip naked and get in the closet with a grown man who then is examining their private area. And Pork Boy says, I don't, I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, it's kind of the whole thing of when, you know, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. That is disqualifying. What? Pork boy, famous. Oh, that if I were me, if I were fourteen and I had to get naked in a, cl- in a closet with a grown man, and it's all dark and no one knows, and he's watching the monitor to make sure no one's coming. He said, "I, I think I'd just be giggling about it." Wow. Okay, that's one reaction. That's an interesting reaction, huh? No, most most people weren't giggling about it. Most people don't find it in any way remotely attractive or funny. But if you're McKee and that's who you pal around with, children become the first victims of this this regime that we're trying to survive under. It is where it's it's essentially sheer incompetence run amok. So do do I think to answer the question, do I think McKee Matos, do I think they have to know about every little, as they say, we can't know about every little thing that happens? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think every little thing. I think a one-year-old child strangled to death by his father who's in the state and country illegally because they're running a sanctuary state. I would argue I think that should be on the front burner. And for them to say 
to these very sick people. I don't know what you're talking about. First time hearing of it. Whether it is him or the people around him, it, it, it's, it's inexcusable. Folks, let's step back. How do we know about it? I mean, it's not like some foreign, it happened somewhere, it happened a long time ago, or some, I I think that's a big story. And then the reaction, as I've explained, of of what you see, the people in the Azores are mortified about it. McKeon Matos, oh, I haven't heard about this. Really? So in other words, Governor, in your McKee, Rhode Island, it's very common, not even newsworthy. When a one-year-old child is strangled to death by his his father, you you think that's really routine, uh, vanilla, run-of-the-mill, happens all the no. Excuse me, no, it doesn't happen all the time. I can't stand that people. Hey, people die every as Matos. People die every day in this country. Yeah, why don't you go back to your country, folks? This portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by AEP Services. Hey, listen. For safety and privacy, how about a nice fence? They take great pride. Fences of all kinds, vinyl, wood, aluminum, residential, commercial. Who said free quote? I did. 401-228-7190. I'm hearing from more people. They're putting fencing around their property. Yes, for privacy, more for protection. I was speaking to someone that said, you know, we had our yard open. They don't even have a dog. He said, but our kids do play in the yard. The Wayward Island is going. They listen and follow and watch the show. The way the illegals and the crime is spreading to the suburbs, they're going to have a fence now installed around their property. So then, because you never know, someone driving by, right, a McKee Matos voter sees a young child playing in their yard or a grandchild. So, folks, McKee and Matos are ringing the dinner bell. For every criminal in the Northeast, let alone once the drug addicts start coming in, since he's legalizing drugs. Trying to, Governor McKee's plan is he wants Rhode Island to, rep, to resemble Portland. Like total destruction, complete destruction of the state, both in real terms, like bridges, but then the core foundation of family Law enforcement, letting child molesters go from the ACI. McKee Matos are on a complete mission to just decimate the state. That's the mission they're on. You can fight back if you have a fence installed. Residential, commercial on your property. AEP services. You know, they're so terrific. I wish they would... I think we should send them to the border to help us with the border. Folks, 401-228-7190, AEP Services, 401-228-7190. I share their Facebook page. You can see for yourself, they put up, I love that beautiful uh, black fence that has the spikes up top, blends in beautiful with the landscaping there. Um, AEP Services, give them a call. And they do gate service as well. I'm hearing from more people that are having their gates locked. Uh, They can also handle storm damage, security and protection, quality workmanship, AEP, 
401-228-7190. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to remind you, this portion of the program brought to you by AJ Drywall, Plasters and Home Improvement, 401 323 9252 401-323-9252. Uh, frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings. If you have an unfinished garage, you can depend on AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. 401-323-9252. A, a fresh coat of paint can totally change the dynamic of a room. Call them free quote, Rhode Island Southeastern Mass, AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. Prove your home. In-law apartments, 401-323-9252. Now, at times, I am critical of various people uh, that are elected officials. Maybe you haven't noticed that. However, if they do something right, they need to be praised. I want to compliment a Senate minority leader, Jessica De La Cruz. Um, Republican, state Senate, she put out, she is using the platform X, which I like, which I like, formerly Twitter, but I'll also put that as I think of it. I, I will do a screenshot and we'll, we'll put it on, um, on the Facebook page, but she is requesting all documents from the ACI regarding the release of the illegal from Guatemala, who's the felony child molester, who Governor McKee made the decision to let him go. And then ICE then grabbed him, mortified, by the way. That press release from ICE, almost unprecedented. They couldn't believe it. The Boston office of ICE could not believe a sitting governor would have a felony child molester illegal from Guatemalan, who, let me also just fill in the blanks. It makes it that much harder to find them. You know, if there's someone in the system, and I don't think this gets talked about enough, but if you have a Rhode Islander or someone from Massachusetts, you have a driver's license, you have, you know, where you went to high school, you have an address. People know who your relatives are. When you take these people and pluck them down, It's very difficult, if not impossible, to locate them. For instance, now that individual in Cranston, the illegal, the Cranston police are searching for, that right at Bain High School tried to rape a 14-year-old girl from walking walking to Cranston East at 10 of 8 in the morning. If that were... Someone from Providence, if that was someone from Cranston, if that was just someone who grew up in this area, number one, you could try to locate them. They could have a mugshot, maybe. When you take someone that McKee Matos bring in here, and Alorza was a big one in this. When you're running a sanctuary state, you import all these people. It becomes really next to impossible to try to locate someone. It really does locate someone like that. So it makes it that much more difficult. So a child molester on the loose, okay, that's dangerous. That's one thing. But when McKee lets out an illegal felony child molester who Providence police arrested, 
and then McKee gives the order to let the guy go from the ACI. It it really becomes next. I, I mean, I was speaking with someone from ICE. It 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 it, it really becomes. It it is a miracle they were able to track the guy down. It does become needle in a haystack. Would you notice McKee Matos? What the rest of the media they also don't talk about is it's it's kind of a it's kind of a private war that they have going on with law enforcement. Many people talk about, you know, the defund the police movement, how it failed. But the harder you make the job of law enforcement, the the more difficult it is for police to recruit new people to be police officers. In many ways, you're you're accomplishing the same means. Look what's going on in New York City. The New York police are being shot at and attacked by illegals in New York City. That that is absolutely absurd. That's Biden. That's the border. But let me come back to State Senator Jessica De La Cruz has requested documents regarding the ACI and Governor McKee ordering this felony Guatemalan child molester released. Now, number one, it's getting no media coverage. Number two, if they did, I don't know who would even send out a press release like that? I get press releases from Sue Stenhouse regarding uh, House Minority Leader Mike Chippendale. But I don't even know who does that or if she's supposed to do that, to be honest with you. I think she is actually for the state Senate. I don't know why they didn't send out something on that. I know there's no media coverage of it, but I did want to praise... Um, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz for doing that. And I'm waiting to see if other elected officials will also demand action on this. What I don't like is when you have something like this happen and then everyone just kind of looks at each other. So I do want to give credit to State Senator Jessica De La Cruz. And I like the fact that I, boy, I would love to just come on here, folks, and compliment her and say, isn't this fantastic? And she's leading the efforts because I mean it. I believe that this is one of those issues. And I want to be very clear. I'm not blaming them for every problem that the state goes in. In fairness, all I request is when there is a story, if it has any impact on it, that it should not be ignored. Right now, there was a running narrative in our local press. They will not talk about the immigration status of any of the people that are arrested. I think that's wrong. I know McKee tries to suppress it. My argument is the media doesn't have to go along with it. And I see it like across the board, right? So whether it is Channel 10 or Channel 12 or the Journal of the Globe, uh, a good example of this is, and even yesterday, you know, Attorney General Nerona was on Channel 12, and he mentioned Rhode Island is, is 49th in the country, it's nothing funny about it, in, um, in average wait times at an emergency room. It's four hours. Now, Kim Colonian interviewed him. Now, Kim Colonian, she anchors the news from four to five on Channel 12. She could have said, um, she could have asked, of um, does illegal immigration come into play in this? You could have. Anyone that's been to an emergency room in this area knows. 
I mean, they bring the whole clan. If there's one person in here illegally that has something wrong, they, they bring the whole family. I talk to the people in the emergency rooms that say they eat them out of house and home. They don't show up with the, the one person. The grandmother's there. All the kids go. They're running around. There's nowhere to sit down. Um, they have to bring the translators in. So I'm not saying it's, it's the reason. I'm just saying don't, you know, that shouldn't be ignored. I'm not saying it has to be the entire story. I would just argue I think it should be part of the story of why median now is four hours because i hear from people that wait um six hours seven hours a woman that listens to the program her um her mother was having some heart problems they thought she was having a heart attack they were going to call the ambulance and said mom i'll just drive you seven hours in the waiting room said they and she told me they were the only ones that spoke english and you know they're like shower the illegals were then they were like washing their clothes in the sink. There's a bathroom right there. Uh, kids running all over the place. The mother's like, tr- like trying to stay conscious. Um, just a- a- atrocious, and and no one, no, no one talks about it. So, um, admittedly, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So, just to be clear, um, I, I, I'm not saying for everything but where, where I take exception is it's not even brought into the equation it's not even mentioned and and you could say the same for the Providence schools they should close more Providence schools you don't need all those schools you don't need all those classrooms what less people are sending children to public school more people look at the story about Brockton <laughs> I mean they, they they how bad is it they, they feel they need the National Guard that is it's, it's totally broken. The public school experiment has failed. There's no learning going on anymore. It's now about all activism and it's an exp- expensive daycare. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Just Angels. Now, remember, it is Lent. More and more people seem to be embracing the power of prayer. You have to, regardless of what your political beliefs are. You have to. It is, I believe, it is imperative that you have a relationship with God. Now, whenever I say that, I receive email from atheists that say, don't tell me that I need to have. You don't, you don't have to. I'm saying most normal people, you need to have a relationship with God. Just Angels, online at justangelsonline.com. Call them, well, not call them, but I share their Facebook page. Gene has fantastic, beautiful merchandise. And folks, during this time, the country really is a wreck and the state is a wreck. It is. The state is basically being run into absolutely the ground. McKee and Matos are high-fying each other, captains of the Titanic. We're going to completely destroy and decimate Rhode Island, right? McKee's motto is they're never going to recognize this place when I'm done with it. People need to rediscover the power of prayer. And you can online at justangelsonline.com. And again, I do share their Facebook page. So again, I do want to compliment State Senator Jessica De La Cruz. And at least she's trying to take some action. I would argue that there is a big market for it. There's, it's an unserved population. People are tired of it. <clears throat> McKee is erecting the Foxy Village. He wants to set up other. Now, here's the thing that people need to understand. 
is because I see all these people, oh, that's the least we could do for our American homeless. I, I take exception with that word. How does someone qualify to be homeless? What does that even mean anymore? You mean the people that refuse to work? The people that refuse to pay rent? No, I'm not paying rent. I'm not working. You do that for me. I, I dem- They don't want low-income housing. They want no-income housing. They're demanding free housing with their list of demands. I want free food. I want free booze. I want free drugs. I want free housing. And Governor McKee is sitting, you know, standing there with Matos telling her, make sure you write all that down. No. And it is a matter of time that they're going to spring up around the state and suddenly we're paying for it. Now, the libs of TikTok have put something out, and this is something that should not be ignored because I've learned that this is something the McKean-Matos administration is looking into. You have Governor Maury Healy has said this, that people in the area should consider taking in some of the illegals that are coming in, saying that they are filling the shelters. You have in the New York area, they were saying that to people. People should consider taking some of them in. Now the governor of Michigan is doing this. So we're learning that President Biden, Vice President Harris, they're reaching out to Democrat governors and asking them to implement the program. So from what I've learned, that Governor McKee initially has said, I could do that. Um, Leary about the bridge situation, but we are not far. Now in Michigan, they're about to make it mandatory that certain people might have to take in illegals into your home. They're taking over rec centers in Massachusetts. They're taking over schools in New York. So from what we understand, McKee Matos are very close to asking Rhode Islanders if they would consider housing and taking in some of the illegals that were coming in. Now, I get, I understand, I should say, and I comprehend. It is true. There there are some progressives on the east side, maybe some other parts of the state, that they think it would, oh, that be, you know, think how cultural that will be and our kids can learn a foreign language. And now, if they want to do that, I want you to just think of what impact that would have excuse me, have on your neighborhood, if your neighbors start doing that, how that affects some of the suburban schools. Let's be very clear. You don't know who these people are. They haven't been vetted. Many of them are young men. I don't understand why someone would put their family members and neighbors and relatives in danger But what I find disturbing is it, and you're seeing it break out, it is the Biden-Harris Democrat governor agenda. And keep in mind, McKee has a front row seat. He's still saying, can't wait to vote for four more years of Biden-Harris. What did Governor McKee say? President Biden is the greatest president Rhode Island has ever seen. Totally absurd. No one thinks that. No one thinks that. Except for him, pork boy, and the naked fat coach and Matos. But what I find dangerous is if they start to allow that, and initially it starts off as voluntary, do they then start to look at it as maybe for a period of time it should be mandatory? 
I am fully against that. A hundred percent. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to hear about it. And I think the short sightedness of certain progressives who live around the state, some live in the suburbs, they all don't live on the east side, they all don't live in certain areas. Um, but if you, you start this equation or start this program where people in your community, through the urging of Governor McKee and Lieutenant Governor Matos and President Biden and Harris, are going to start to take in and have them live with you. I think that is, and it's going on. It's going on in Massachusetts. Now it's going to go on in Michigan. Um, I, I, this, this is, you know, I think that's a really, I don't like anything about that. And when this starts to get into that, it could start to be mandatory. This is where you need people to speak up and fight back. And I want to be, you know, very clear. I know they point to, oh, you know, we're a melting pot and America is about immigrant. This is another level. This is essentially, it is what it is. It's a full-scale invasion. I like the fact the news is paying more attention to the amount of these young Chinese coming in. They don't mingle with anyone. They're like on a mission, 30,000, 50,000. I mean, it sounds like a military branch is coming in over our border. They're just not wearing uniforms. Think of if we sent, think about this for a moment. What would happen? Let's just say we took 25,000 Marines, not, not in uniform, put them on the border of China, and then 25,000 Marines in whatever, plain clothes, just start entering the country. Do you, do you think the Chinese would, would allow that in, in any way? Absolutely not. The, the damage of Biden-Harris and, and the damage that McKee is enacting. So you, you have to look at the plans that the governor is trying to do. Now, I want to be very clear. I, the amount of fentanyl coming in the border, the amount of fentanyl pouring into the state, Many of you that watch on the scene live stream, the, the amount of overdoses are just brutal. And it's all, all somebody thinks they're, they're just taking, you know, like a pill um, that they're going to get high. And, and instead it's laced with a certain dose of fentanyl and, and, um, and you know, Vicodin or something like that or Oxy and they, they die or smoking, whatever. It's just so damaging. So they always take the initiative of it's the least we could do for the children. I want to be very clear, folks. What what about the American children? What about the Rhode Island children? As Terry Gorman laid out yesterday in the city of Providence, the state, it's it's costing this. And by the way, you you pay. The city of Providence gets three hundred million, three hundred million. Wherever you're listing, if you live in Rhode Island, you're paying for the Providence school system. Three hundred million million they get in state aid. 150 of it, at least, is educating illegals. Can you imagine if that money was pumped into making American students? Thank you for the stars there, Ron. America, thank you. Yeah, thank you for this. I I sometimes get into a, Juan gets into a zone and I forget about the star element of this. Um, 
you know, can you imagine if the state could take, just as an example, one wherever you're listening, your community, 150 million, and you're going to put it into honors programs for to make C students B students, to make B students A students, and make A students exceptional students. Think if 150 million was put into exceptional math classes or music programs or literature or science. A lot could be done. Instead, under McKee Matos, we're essentially running a multi-million dollar daycare system for illegals. That's what it's turned into. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, residential and commercial, you can depend on Henry Oil. Now, it's very cold out, sunny. You can see the blue sky, a lot of melting going on. But Henry Oil, call them today, 401 5210200 automatic delivery budget plan service contracts lock and cap pricing serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern mass it's henry oil 401-521-0200 a Rhode Island success story since 1947 well folks good afternoon right now at 1251 you're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM i had to laugh the um The Providence Journal, to the credit, they have a good story on, um, they have a good, the Providence Journal has a good story on the cost, the ridiculous cost of this soccer stadium, which is just preposterous. And I'll tell you someone who is, um, it's actually, it's, it's, it's just so embarrassing, is that, and this is what McKee has his, his people, you know, do. Which is they have to step forward. Oh, let me just read this. Um, New York City taxpayers paid a huge cost to welcome these new Americans. New York legislative primary voters have worked to ensure we reap none of the rewards. Back to Texas, they go. It's the worst of all combinations. New York overly generous shelter rules mean we spend a fortune to support these migrants when they first arrive. But we don't build housing. So if they become permanent contributors to the U.S. economy, they do it in another state. I, listen, they shouldn't be there anyway. And then someone put same dynamic now in Massachusetts. But here's the the part that I um, wanted to touch on where McKee, it has to do with the um, the McKee administration economic development. What's her name? I apologize, folks. Hold on. I just had it. Bear with me. 12.52. Yes, I'm aware we're live. Let me... um, It is an embarrassment. What's her name? Liz Tanner? Patrick, listen to this. The Providence Journal has this story. Seven million of the 54 million for this Pawtucket soccer stadium. Seven million. $54 $54 million bond is going to lawyers, consultants, and middlemen. $27 million is going to the developer to help pay for construction. It is just preposterous. And the journal story is Rhode Island will pay $132 million to build a, a soccer stadium. It is absurd. But remember, this has nothing to do. None of this makes sense 
because that's not the reason. The reason is McKee promised them that. So, but, and it's, well, you know, it's so expensive to build. There's nothing good about this. To channel the $27 million, Pawtucket sold $54 million tax-free bond. Under the terms of the bond, the state will pay $132 million in order to get the $27 million. Does that sound like a good deal to anyone where the state ends up paying $103 million over? The borrowing course, Bloomberg compared to the price of government debt in Pakistan. <laughs> Just remarkable. Mike McNally, who's great. My concern, how could it be so expensive? Enormous waste of taxpayer money. He voted against it in 2022. I like this. Rhode Island Commerce Secretary Liz Tanner. So you have the Commerce Secretary defended the deal. Stadiums are expensive. We know they're expensive. They're going to have a nice infrastructure. We're done. We're going to have a team. And they're going to, you know, 15 home games. 15 home games. Wow. Just remarkable. But but my point is, where this really becomes embarrassing is where it's the Commerce Secretary, this Liz Tanner, that is then, see, under the McKee situation, you then you have to uh, come out and defend the project. So is it a waste of money? It's a complete waste of money. Should they be building this soccer stadium? Should we be paying for it? Of course not. No, the, 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 the debt structure is compared to the government of Pakistan. No, the reason why McKee is doing it is he wanted the endorsement of the AFL-CIO. And they said, yeah, we'll get the endorsement. Give us a soccer stadium to build. We want to build a huge project, no bid contract, somewhere in the vicinity, like 150 to 200 million. But he said, oh, okay, I'll do that. So he met with some members of the Commerce Board and convinced them, if, you, if you're going to vote against it, all I ask is just don't vote. So a couple of people said, oh, okay, I won't vote. If they had voted, they would have, they didn't want to be on the hook for it. He got them not to vote. And then the Commerce Board was locked. And in that situation, the governor becomes the deciding vote. And Governor McKee voted yes in favor of the stadium. He was sitting next to, at the Commerce meeting, the head of the AFL-CIO. And that was the same day that the AFL-CIO, George Ney, announced they were endorsing, you guessed it, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee to be the next governor. He got the endorsement by manipulating the vote and agreeing to the state will build them, let them build. There's no bid soccer stadium. There's no market for it. It's a complete waste of money. This should never have happened. And on top of that, let's just go one step farther that no one talks about. It is a complete conflict of interest that the guy that is placing the deciding vote, in this case, Governor McGreed, is that he's accepting the endorsement from the AFL-CIO. Most places that would be considered like, well, you can't vote. You're doing that to get his vote. Except around here. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Remember, for all your propane needs in Rhode Island, call them 401-885-4209. Believe in the power of prayer and believe in the power of Propane Plus. In Massachusetts, call them 508 
252-3359. Propane Plus, three generations. They're available 24-7. Contact them today for all your propane needs. And remember, they also have a very user-friendly website. You log on at propaneplus.com. It says residential, commercial, type in your zip code. Boom, you're in motion. Propane Plus. Do you use propane? Go with the best. 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's see. Lindsay said, Juan, could you mention who is the company? There's something wrong with her dryer. Uh, who do we call? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, Lindsay. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. They come to you. They can fix your washing machine, dryer, refrigerator, stove, oven, any appliance. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Remember what we say when your appliance is dying? Just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. All right, 12.59 Tuesday. Now, here's what we're going to do. We are going to break. Yes, get you updated with the 1 o'clock news. On the other side, side, wait a minute. Is there a, yes, another full hour to go of the program. Plus, yes, we'll be doing Facebook Live later. It's the John DePietro Show on this Tuesday, February 20th, where we are praying for little infant Santiago laid to rest today from Pawtucket. Uh, He is now in heaven with our Savior. Folks, stay tuned. Another hour to go back on the other side on this Tuesday after the one o'clock news. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.